My name is Woody Landeros. And I'm Joseph Landeros. You're listening to The Landeros Brothers, where we talk about communication through art. I like how it sounds all structured. Yeah. Just roll the intro. Well, you're supposed to say, like, just oh. roll the intro. All right. Okay, yeah. let's do it. That's how you're going to start it off? Yeah. <laughs> I gave you the starting point. I thought you were going to say today's topic is. Oh, I was leaving that to you. I just wanted to say we're back. Oh, okay, okay. So you wanted to take that? That moment, yeah. All right. Well, so today's topic is how to get out of a creative block. Yeah. Or, right? Do we want to title it that? Or just all creative blocks in general. So all creative blocks in general. That's what it's going to be called? Yep. Okay. All creative blocks. In, <laughs> we'll do. We'll do like... Um, Creative block comes again. Yeah. All right. Then. Coming soon. So to theaters. How can you we'll relate? figure it out? <laughs> how can you relate to this subject matter? You know, for the viewers, tell them a little bit about your history with art and the obstacles you've had to come over with. Come over. Well, I think as as any any creative or any artist is going to come across creative block a lot frequently, and um, I mean, it's just something that you go through. I think it's the same thing as like when you're, it's the same thing as anything and, and it comes in waves. Right. So like, let's say like when, whenever I'm painting, sometimes it just like, it doesn't come to me as easily. And um, yeah, so I, I, I feel like now I have a, a bunch of like different techniques that I can start doing that if I ever like get in a creative block, I know that I need to step away. I need to, you know, write down like certain things like in my notebook um, so I can kind of get that creative flow going. And yeah. then I also um, like to pull inspiration from other artists because, um, I mean, I, I don't know if you've heard that quote that um, a good theft is a good artist or a good artist is a good theft. Right. So Vice like, versa. yeah, so you, you know, you go to like a, a museum or not even a museum, even if you just go to the park and kind of just appreciate everything around you and get those like those creative juices flowing, then you can really pull from different different areas because I feel like whenever you're being, whenever you're like a, if you're a creative, then like pushing creativeness out is like pushing energy out or pushing out like, right. you know, whatever, whatever creative juices that you have in there. So if you're, Potential. if your tank is empty, you know, you're going to get in a creative block and you're going to get frustrated. And sometimes the answer isn't to just like look at the canvas and like finish it. Sometimes it's to step away and see like the world's canvas and be able to pull in from you know, right. other inspirations. Yeah, I totally agree with you. That was a pretty long response. But there's a balance. Yeah. Yeah, it was, was a long. That was a long response. I don't want to dry you out. You but, know? But, there's a, <laughs> but there's a balance. Yeah. You know, like, like I've gotten in a creative block where you get in like a whole nother thing where I feel like it's past a creative block and it gets into overconsumption. Right. And you just, you're like constantly on Pinterest or on on the internet or you know you're just looking 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 and then it shouldn't get to like a discouraging point right because it will happen it should always stay in more of like i'm using this as inspiration yeah instead of a negative thing yeah i think like what you were speaking about flow like the creative flow um say like my mind is the canvas and um my ideas happen to be the ink so essentially what happens to me i feel is that like i run out of ink 
I ran out of ideas um, at a consistent rate. And then what happens all of a sudden, at least for myself, is I just get like the bucket of ink and I just chuck it at the canvas. And I almost feel like it's my way of, say, just destroying art um, and having that correlation with art altogether where I kind of have to feel like I have to just beat it up because I was off for so long. Like, say after I box and I'm actually, um, you know, in that cycle of cutting weight and everything. Sorry if I sound na nasally, by the way, I'm a little sick. But say I've unboxed, I'm cutting weight in that animalistic mode. What happens to me most of the time is I sort of digress from paying so much attention to the world of art and also just with my own interest in art. And it most reflects, not necessarily through fashion, because sometimes the best outfits are just random, like random uh, flow, but most of the time it's in music. So I get like in this little like loop lock. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone doesn't know really about me and about producing and my relationship with that um, activity, in I happen to work on Logic Pro. And I think it's really easy to sort of get stuck in the eight bar loop because it's such a convenient app and such a um, a well-made app that I think it's kind of like, it gives you everything and you just say like, do it. And um, when you happen to do it and nothing really comes after that, that's when it really gets frustrating because you're like, oh, I really like these drums. I really like this melody, but how do I arrange it? How do I even imagine getting an artist on it or say releasing it? Like, there's so many different levels. There's so many different steps to mm. um, producing. Yeah, I think, uh, well, you said a word. I'm not sure if it was routine or if it was repetition yeah. or something in there um, that kind of caught, caught my ear. I feel like as an artist, like one of the things that I need to work on is producing like at a consistent rate and being able to produce like, like even if it's crap, like, if, I, if I'm going to make an art piece in the morning, like do a, an art piece in the morning every single day or do a sketch a day, do a sketch yeah. a day. And then like there's going to be some bad ones, some good ones. But like our bodies really react to like routine and our, you know. So once you start getting that, that flow going, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to become a lot easier. Because it's like I feel like as an artist, I'm kind of that guy that goes to the gym and like trains extremely hard. And then leaves and doesn't show up for like a half a week. <laughs> and then like comes back and goes like two weeks strong and then leaves and, and drops off for two you're months. That, you're that guy. I'm that guy. So I need to, I need, I know I need to work on like on a consistent rate. And I think just like, just getting, getting out more and being able to consume more art and being able to also adapt to like a schedule I, I know we like post we we were talking about on our little announcement on youtube that we need to create a posting schedule like stuff like that like we can create we can create a podcast every week it's just now setting that routine to do so but if we allow ourselves to get off of that routine then we were pretty much in a creative block for like two weeks yeah because it was like i don't know topic and this and that excuses. and sometimes you need yeah it's just excuses sometimes you just need to like sit down and deal with it yeah you know there, there's a time and a place for it yeah but i think that like with creative block it's also not expecting perfection when it comes down to the routine portion of it it's more it's more just um receiving like uh i guess the training part of it like it, it's all training it's not the fight yeah um what was i gonna say well they should probably like minimize your your uh monthly payment to like half of it <laughs> half of the month of what 
your monthly payment at the gym. Oh, <laughs> just yeah. Just make it a two-week payment. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, that's um, why I got a home gym. Actually, I was reading an article by psychologytoday.com, and they were speaking about... <laughs> dot com. Dot com. <laughs> they were speaking about, like, the top 10 um, activities or practices you can do to get out of this thing that we call create a block. And um, one of the things they mentioned was just literally what I said before, like splattering paint on canvas and try to fix it. Um, and I think that comes with myself as well. Say like in the mornings when I'm getting ready for school, I know it sounds kind of stupid, <laughs> but like within that time frame of having to get ready um, to go out into the world and portray my sense of style, I end up sometimes just grabbing something without even really even looking at it, putting it on and somehow I can strike gold or some days I really just feel unconfident. And I think that's one thing that people need to get um, registered is that the um, the clothes don't make you. Um, you make the clothes. And like I've seen pieces be worn by um, different artists or different individuals. And then I also see them wear, worn casually. And it's just different, um, I say, energies and and uh, a different level of confidence that you happen to bring uh, towards your whole style. Like, say, with this whole craze in Yeezys. I remember it was the first time that I ever purchased a pair of Yeezys um, back a couple years ago when the Oxford Tans released. And I got them, and I thought to myself, wow, I can't believe that a contribution that Kanye West made is now in my grasp. But over time, just as they say, like the, um, what is called, the law of attention, or law of... Um, Attraction? No, 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 not the law of attraction. I'm talking about the law of familiarity. Yeah. I started to see them around in the streets, started to sort of uh, see how they're not being so appreciated as something of value, and now they're just pretty much some people's beaters that they wear every day to the gym. Actually, I've seen a guy at the gym wearing Yeezys. I'm not really too sure if it was real. Yeah. Um, If they're not, then that's his business, but yeah. Yeah. So say with yourself... Um, the quality of your day may be reflection a reflection of what type of painting you did in the morning. And if you don't do a painting in the morning that happens to satisfy you, it can be a feeling in which kind of brings your self-esteem down. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get I to. Think the, I think the great thing about fashion too is that it's like every single day you have, an, you have, like, you have like no option to, I mean, unless if you're a nudist, yeah. but you, every day like you choose an outfit so you have an opportunity to, cre- to create something. So or, or a Buddhist or yeah, <laughs> or a monk, you know. Those, those, I, I would probably be. They, they were some pretty nice clothes. Yeah. Have you felt their, the material on them? No, I have not. Actually. No. Okay. Well. I seen anyways, <laughs> I seen a one a Buddhist one day on the street, um, but he wasn't dressed like that. Actually, he lives in a temple and all, but I think he just wanted to come across as being casual. You tell me, uh, did did I tell you about a friend? A friend of mine became. A Buddhist? Did, really. did I tell you about that? No, you didn't. So one of my friends from um, the Marabi group when I was doing uh, real estate, mm-hmm. he like wasn't happy with the job. Kind of like this, we were kind of talking about it. Like, ah, I don't know, this is just not for us. And you know, so then he he like made an outrageous decision, or or an amazing decision. I, I like I don't know where he's at right now. Um, and he went ahead and quit his job. And the same day, he showed up like in like his uh attire for yeah in the clothing that that they wear and like he like shaved his head everything like he was he was ready and he was already at the point where he wasn't speaking 
Wow. So he wrote everything down. Silence. He like gave his, you know, his last days. And then he flew out to where like, um, I don't even know, to one of the Buddhist temples. And he was going to go serve for like two years straight. Wow. And he has a girlfriend. He was, he, he can't, no communication with his girlfriend. Wow. Nothing. And she understands? Yeah. You know. And he was just going to drop off and like go over there and ask I, for thanks. I think he said something about when he was able to speak. He said something about asking for thanks or asking forgiveness? for forgiveness huh. from the people around the streets. Like you go around yeah. and then that's like your, like your like job. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know, you know how you can ask, though, because... <laughs> uh, he writes it down, I guess. Well, I, I hope we're not coming across... Business like, cards? Uh, I hope we're not coming across as, like, um, judgmental of, say, cultures. Well, I'm not... Ju- I, I actually really, I like... It. I was going to That was to really that. cool. Because was, I think silence is pretty much, like, the world's best medicine sometimes. Um, I think allowing, to make a stam- allowing yourself to make a statement in silence can mean more than... Um, being boastful or um, ignorant in the media or whatever you want to call it. Like the government shutdown? I don't want to get a little too political. (laughs) Um, This isn't Joe Rogan podcast. But (laughs) hey, Joe Rogan, if you're listening to this, hit me up. I'm more than down to come down to the station. But anyways, um, what I was going to get to, I think with myself, I've always been trying to search for a deeper meaning and say my outfits or say um, even if I'm just sketching something or just my outlook on the world. But I think at the end of the day, that's a little stupid because it kind of gets stressful when you kind of become so, not I wouldn't say knowledgeable, but just aware. Like awareness really um, gets you to uh, different levels of like tension and to be completely silent and just sort of observe and absorb the world. I think that's um, pretty amazing. It's being over-analytical, right? Is that the... Yeah, being over-analytical and... Because that's uh, the same thing with videos. There's days where like, I don't know. So... Whenever I do video editing, like right now I'm working on Joseph's 15th. It's the 15th fight, right? Yep. 15th uh, professional boxing fight. By the way, 15 knockouts. I mean, he's like, this guy's a big deal. So I was editing it and I've been kind of like putting it off because I want it to be like the perfect video. Yeah. And I'm so happy I did. Right. Because I found this amazing song that has a beautiful drop. I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll post that video today, the same time that I post this. Um, and I'll put it on my channel too. I'll put the link up in the description. If you guys have the YouTube version, it'll be a little card up on the top. Um, I'll put it in there so you guys can check it out. But the music just came to me so beautifully. It was like picking the correct color for the canvas. It was like putting on the right gloves for a fight. It was like just having those smooth skateboard wheels. Yeah. So just that beautifulness of it, I, I heard this song and I just started creating. Yeah. I was editing for so long last night and it took me a really long time to do maybe like a 15 seconds in the video, but it was so worth it. Yeah. And like right now I still feel that creative flow to go back into the, into the um, premiere and just like continue editing. Yeah. But for the past, like since he fought, which was when? That was um, December. It was the end of December, right? No, it wasn't the end of December. It was actually closer the beginning? to the beginning. Yeah. Okay, you see? So it's been a while. It's been yeah. like a month. Yeah. And I've been putting it off, but I know that it's so worth it because like in the long run, this like beautiful art piece is going to come out of it. Yeah. And you guys can see it. Like I said, I'll right. put the card up there again. <laughs> and um, it's, just, it's, just, it's just fun being able to like understand and know yourself because at, on one side, I'm getting asked by, you know, like 
Joseph even, like, yo, the video. And then, like, I go to the gym, and then one guy's like, hey, is the video done? And then, you know, my dad's like, hey. Well, he hasn't really said it much, but I think he said it one time. But everybody's kind of like, where's the video? Where's the video? So it's that, like, demand. But I was just waiting for for it to be just right. And I feel like that's really important. To have patience. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean... It's been fun editing this one. Yeah. It's really fun. Like, I, I get I get super into it. Yeah, I bet. Well, I've already seen the video, or the clip at least, and... The 15 seconds. I could tell you that altogether is probably some of your best work, and um, that's kind of saying a lot, since you've done so much work, and a lot of your work is really good, so... Um, some of them are just terrible. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They really are. No, I'm Especially joking. the first one. No, I'm joking. Woody has always had this um, constant, constant, like, commercial life, if you want to call it. like Commercial I, life? Well, at least as far as you portray it, like, in your videos, I feel like you've always been, like, if you were a baby, you'd be, like, the, like, the Huggies baby. No. <laughs> you'd be the Huggies baby, and I'd be, like, some, like... Uh, Ritz commercial or something what like that. The- <laughs> like, I'm stealing the Ritz. You're like Fritos. Yeah, I'd be like stealing the Fritos. I'd be like hiding in the cabinet and then like some lady catches me and then she's like, go sit in timeout. And then you're, they say, you're Swiper. Ritz, yeah. <laughs> I'm the voice of Swiper, if you guys didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I feel like you've always had a pretty commercial style like, all together. Um, so even your worst videos, probably still the best to some other um, content creators. Which, you know, you that's know it's not like their fault. one of, one of my really goals. You're pretty experienced. One yeah. of my goals is to like not be that though. So it's it's hard to like break out of that. You know what's it's funny? That, it's that like little nit perfectionist. It's because your writing's so good. That's why. My writing? Your writing is like so clean. It's like a font. What? And I feel like I'm the opposite. Like my writing, like as my mom has said, it's like worse than a doctor's. Okay, Shout so I just my mom. I just thought that one, but I you're just writing thought about something. We write the same way too. Like writing as far as our fingers go, I think your brain just is allowed to like, and you can make a straight line. Like even if I tried, it's a little curvy on the end. And like, you always looked at my circles like I was like God. I couldn't even believe it. This guy <laughs> freehand like, circles. Who freehand circles? I mean, I can do like pi on that thing and it'll be perfect. <laughs> you're like, so I, I just thought about something while you were saying that. I feel like I can write letters, yeah. but you can write with words like you can actually like make like a summary and like a paragraph like i can't i can't put words together but i can write them neatly yeah well i think we all so you're more like the brains i don't know and i'm like the art we'll see we'll see i think i think you're really progressing i'm I'm getting there you're progressing and i've checked some of your work that you've sent me saying like oh can you close read this or you know be able to say edit it or help me out with it, and it's pretty much near perfect. Um, I think I think the it might get kind of confusing for the listeners. So I write paragraphs so that I can put in the description, like in in this video, in the description, in like the website, everywhere. I I write copy, and then I don't know if it looks good or if it sounds good or if I'm writing the right there, there, there. So then, or is it there? <laughs> yeah, there, there, there. Yeah, okay. That one has three. Yeah. So and then I'll send it to Joseph and say like. Does this look good? Is this okay? Do I sound crazy or, or do I sound knowledgeable? And then he'll edit it. But like in the last maybe two years, I've been working on like writing and stuff. Yeah. So maybe two years ago, I wrote it and he would send me back like a completely different thing. And then now in like the past few months, I feel like I write something and then he like 
just puts like an apostrophe or something. Yeah. Or a period. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Altogether. And like, so it feels good. And also I've tried to learn um, how to be a little more literal. A little more literal. <laughs> a little more literal. I've tried to be more literal and more of a perfectionist, I suppose you could say. But sometimes really, it's like hitting the bag. It's just trial and error. And that's at least how I've taken on my life. And I think that's why I'm at the place that I'm at right now. I wasn't always the idolized person in boxing. I, I'm just saying that because of what people have said. Like I was at the gym today. So I said, oh man, you're famous. And I was like, not necessarily. Um, I'm just working and trying to get some support from different people because there's a lot of great people out there. Well, you're just, famous in the city. I suppose you could say that. But anyways, what I was getting to is, um, what was I even getting to? Oh, well, when I was an amateur boxer, I can definitely tell you that I was looking up to a lot of fighters who happened to not even go professional after 18 years old and just stop boxing altogether. Mm -hmm. And I think my consistency and my patience, um, even when I'm not even necessarily planning to be patient, has been um, one of my most thriving aspects. Mm -hmm. So I want to connect um, the the hardworking and the fitness portion of it, and we're kind of connecting it to like business, because when when I was doing when I was doing it, this guy did a hundred pushups this morning. That was like my first time. That was pretty good. And I did I did I did like forty in a row. I was, I was already dying like with a cough, and Woody was out here just bouncing them out. Well, cause cause Munchie's our trainer. He was like, you can't show weakness, and so he's like, he's super motivational. He's like, you can't show weakness. You can't like, you got to walk out of here with confidence. So every time he was speaking, I was just like, okay, ten more, ten more. And then he was like, when, when you go up in the ring, you can't slouch, and when you walk out, you can't slouch. You can't show your opponent that you're weak. And then so like, I just like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna break myself right now, and I just get like in that mentality. Like I, I, I don't like to be weak. Yeah. So I feel like if if a kid can like if when I was younger, if a kid could mess around with me and say like, "Oh, you can't do it. Yeah, you can't jump over this. Or you can't, <laughs> you can't step across this. You can't go on this railing." I'd be like, "I'll do it, and I'll do more." Watch me. You know what I mean? Um, but but connecting it to business, because so when I was doing real estate, I got really confused on why people were making so much money in the business world, and why artists were so like broke, left behind. They were like broke. Like I'm talking like debt broke. Like lower than low and it was really confusing because i felt like well why why is it so like unbalanced like i feel like there, there should be a balance in it yeah. and one thing that real estate taught me was every single day you show up at seven o'clock every single day you leave at anywhere from five to six o'clock p.m every single day saturday and sunday it was an option but the winners showed up on saturday and sunday and for a lot of artists, when I started hanging around with them, I realized that, what are you doing? It's really cold in here. <laughs> it's cold in here, guys. It's like, so keep going. I'm not doing anything. So like, <laughs> so what I realized is a lot of artists, like they put off the hard work. You know what I mean? So they let, they let the creative block get to them and they turn it into procrastination. And that was really scary for me because I felt like, they had they had like an excuse. It was a big excuse, yeah. honestly. Like they didn't show up Monday through Friday. It was like eat chips Monday through Thursday. Friday, try to do an art piece. Say that you have creative block. Saturday and Sunday, you know what I mean? Like just, they didn't do it. Yeah. And that was a big realization for me because I just felt like 
you know what? I'm not gonna let anything stop me. Like video stopped me from doing podcasts. Screw it. We'll take it out. It's not gonna stop me. Because right. then that like creative block or the what I see like sometimes that creative block gets mistaken with is like laziness. Right. Do you think that it turns into just you just don't do things and like honestly these. Do you think that like your real estate era was just one big creative block? I'm just gonna just shut me down. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Like, because I know you're coming back stronger than ever with art and with producing content, and I just kind of feel like you know what? Maybe it was. It was a huge, a one-year creative block. I didn't. I didn't necessarily think of that. It was more like. It was more like creative frustration. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is, but I feel like I was really frustrated with art in general because it wasn't making the money that I wanted to make. And the only thing that was making money was, you know, business or, or just working for someone else. Or, yeah. And so I, I couldn't find an answer. And I think I really did get frustrated at it that it, I like I put in my head that artists can't make money. And I drilled that into my brain yeah. so much until I was able to find a lot of creative people that are making money off of it. Like my friend Daniel just went to Orange County He's got a great apartment. He's got a great job in the creative field, and he's doing it. Like, AG is making money doing you know events and shows. He's doing it. Sterling, he's out with Riveting Entertainment, and he's producing. He's producing videos for all of these, or he's directing and producing videos for all these amazing artists. So like, all my friends are the proof. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I just feel like I'm not sure. I, I don't. I want. I don't want to call it giving up, but I wanted to try and see if business was like the only route. And I went with it, and I found that there was a deep and dark hole in my heart that wasn't fulfilled because I wasn't creating art. And so now, like I've said in my previous videos, that it's just that balance of creating, but also sustaining and being able to make a living. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I can sit all day and have my bills paid for and have enough food and create stuff, sign me up. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to do right now, especially that I don't have a family. I don't yeah. have, I don't have a, a, you know, a child. Um, we still got time. I don't have a child or I don't have, um, like, anybody else to really take care of. So yeah. I should be able to just produce and create stuff while I'm young. Yeah, definitely. Even when I'm old, I feel like, like, you never want to get into that point where you feel like you're missing something. Right. You know, it's that, it's that effect when, you, um, when you're in the airplane, like you take care of yourself first so that you can take care of others. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. It's just like life and family and art and business and all that stuff. You got to take care of what makes you feel happy first and then your parents and then the people and then your worker and all, everyone else is second. Yeah. You know, kind of a side note, I wonder how many things had to happen in order to make all these precautions. Like, um, don't let the baby hold the bag. Or like, don't walk on this thing. You know, like someone had to do all those things to be able to make a label in the end of it all. Lots of trial and errors and deaths. Flammable, like uh, people probably didn't even know it's flammable. And then now everyone knows that aerosol is flammable. Yeah. I mean, or they knew it and then they paid the price. Legal. Yeah. Legal issues. That's interesting. 
It's kind of sad. I wonder how much, how many more things like in this world, right? Or like don't have labels. The cap on a water bottle was not edible, not for children, you know. <laughs> or uh, the little beads sad. inside of the bags. Or those ones are a little confusing. I feel like as a kid, if you see the little packet and you see little bead, li- those little, you know, those packing beads. Yeah. That's confusing for a child. I don't even know why they make it that like convenient Accessible, to yeah. eat. Dude, I had a marble once. Joseph um, used to eat marbles off of our grandparents' countertop. Those were the wild marbles, days. and he used to break crayons, which used to drive me crazy. <laughs> I remember I had all my crayons set up beautifully, and Joseph would walk over and just, <laughs> and now we're just like speechless, speechless, like child yeah. on his knees. Looking up into the skies, just asking, like, what did you give me? It's raining. Why? There's a big cloud of Why'd you. you break my crayons? Yeah. And then you used to, oh, my, you used to do some crazy things. It makes sense that you became a, a boxer. You know, but a lot of people don't understand that. I always tell people, they say, like, how many scars did you get from fighting? And I almost say, like, zero because I was fighting the world. I wasn't even <laughs> fighting myself. No, you're, well, you're fighting, Yeah. I fell from some pretty high roofs. Got I've, hit with branches. I've been <laughs> ran over by a motorcycle. I uh, I did run him over I with fell a motorcycle. Off of a tree, trees before. I've like, you know, you, you got stitches on your on your um forehead. On your forehead. I hit a glass table when I was two. Yeah, he was trying to fly. <laughs> he was like, I can do it. You know the worst. The one Rocky was, song was playing. When you get hit in the ankles with the scooter, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> That and stepping on a Lego are the like, oh, two, man. two ones that really were traumatic. Ankles. I'm thinking shins. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're skating and you just hit it. It's just those those <laughs> cheap razor corners that just like slightly grip the, tape goes up. The one from the yard sale. And you're in the freaking sky just flying. It's rusty. Oh, uh, and you don't even want to get up. You just want to lay there. Well, I just says, yeah. <laughs> Levantate. Get up. Man, those are the days. <laughs> I I feel like I had so many accidents happen that probably to another person's perspective it was probably um, you know, like a bad environment. Um, like <laughs> I was riding some really big bikes and I was little like this kid was troubled. Like some big beach bikes and stuff cuz my grandpa used to have them and we'd go around the block and stuff like that. I feel and, like we were safe experimental though. Yeah. Like we we thought about like if we go like we would hang you know out with other kids in the jumper and we would think like you guys are crazy. We would say Danny, get on it. And no. we would let him go through it. Uh my cousin Danny and he would learn and then we'd be like don't do that yeah, one. Yeah, we're not going to do that trick. Be like Danny, uh hold this firework. <laughs> <laughs> eat this chili. Yeah, eat this. And then he'd be like, "What? Okay." And then do it and then we'd have to be like, "Okay, that one's a bad one." We yeah, checked off not, the list we're and we're a little like it. science oh, scientists. Like, okay. Oh, <laughs> well, our thirty minutes are up. I think I think this one was fun. It was. It you might know, have been a little. Is that, is that your toe? <laughs> That's your toe. <laughs> I thought that, I was like, "What is this cord doing here?" This is his toe. All right. Well, that was a weird way to end it. But yeah, if you guys are in Creative Block, I would just say get out, get inspired, and don't rush creativity or don't like. I mean, it'll come when it comes. Really. But if it's been like six years, you should probably draw something. Yep. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Go check me out. Go check out Shut Up and Fail, the podcast by Woody Landeros. We're out of here.